0: Transforming care through genomic medicine, personalized therapeutics, health services and outcomes research, and innovations in health care delivery. We're Children's Mercy Kansas City, presenting our audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith.
1: Welcome to Transformational Pediatrics. I'm Dr. Michael Smith, and our topic is continuity of care through a hematology oncology case management model. My guest is Dr. Gerald Woods. Dr. Woods is the Division Director of Hematology, Oncology, and Bone Marrow Transplant at Children's Mercy Kansas City. He also serves as the Section Chief of Hematology and Director of the Sickle Cell Program. Dr. Woods, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Dr. Smith.
1: So, cancer and blood disorders are serious, and and obviously treatment is often complex. At Children's Mercy, you have a somewhat unique case management team approach for patients. Tell me about that team approach.
0: Okay, and I'll try to, you know, do it in a short fashion. So I think we do have a unique program, which I'm very proud of, and it's something that we've done for many, many years, over 20 years, uh, uh, shortly after I got here. And what we try to do is we assign each of our patients a primary hematologist, pediatric hematologist-oncologist, a primary advanced practice nurse, and a primary social worker. So from the time of their diagnosis to the time of their transitioning to adult care, they have the same primary team who kind of knows what's going on in and out. And instead of, you know, handoffs where one patient will see them in clinic one time and another or, or one team will see them in clinic one time and another doctor or nurse will see them the next visit, And we can't always have the same person every time. But for the most part, they're used to seeing this mini-team of the core group of people. And then Mm. we have a huge group, over 25 docs, 30 APNs. I mean, and everybody knows our protocols. And when we're not here, they can cover for us. But the uh, families and the patients feel the continuity and the consistency, which we think is a, a very good, much better and very good model.
1: And, and why is it important to have consistency in these teams?
0: I think it uh, creates, one, less confusion. Two, I think it promotes more confidence. And then there's more of a connection between the patient, the family, and the health care providers. And what I mean by that is, say if we saw them one month and the treatment plan was established, and they came back a month later, they saw a different uh, physician or nurse, who might have a little different twist on how to adjust chemotherapy or when to transfuse or when to have them come back, it's kind of unsettling in that they were told one thing the previous time, and now the plan has changed a bit on the subsequent visit. I think it just promotes more consistency, continuity, and, uh, and better and safer care.
1: All right, all right, so I noticed when I was reviewing your case management team approach that you use nurse nurses or uh, physician assistants as case case managers rather than a physician. Why is that?
0: I think the um, uh, advanced practice nurses or the physician and we have a few physician, physician assistants we have many more advanced practice nurses are more available uh, and so they're more accessible to the patient and family, and the advanced practice nurse or the physician assistant knows, knows how to get us. I mean, we may be on rounds, we may be in a meeting, uh, but they can take the call, and so the uh, patient and family hopefully won't have to wait as long to make contact, and then often they'll have to, you know, we'll have to get back with them, but they're able to fill their calls in a, a more efficient manner. And our advanced practice nurses are great. I mean, we work so closely with them. They are very familiar with, you know, what our practice would be like. And it is individualized from doc to doc. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't all do everything the same way, but the nurses and social workers who work most closely with us kind of know how we're going to react, how we would respond, and so they're able to interpret things for the families, and they get information quicker than if they had to wait for us all the time.
1: Right. So you have so many people involved in the care how do you manage to keep the teams uh, the same or as close to the same as you can throughout the year, throughout the care for uh, an individual patient? How exactly do you handle the team and keeping everybody there?
0: Yeah, I mean, it does make it a more complex schedule. And what we do is I would say each doc with their APN and social worker have two or maybe three half-day clinics per week. And they're on set days. So it's Monday afternoon. It's Thursday morning, whenever it is. And there are times where we're, you know, doing inpatient rounds or we're at a medical meeting or we're on vacation, we won't have the clinics, But those set clinics are when the patients come back to be seen. And so that's one way that we can have consistency. To be able to do that does require more resources, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our administration, meaning it takes, I think, a few more docs it probably takes many more advanced practice nurses and many more social workers to do what we're doing. And everybody is housed in our division, meaning the social workers aren't out of the uh, Department of Social Work. They're in our division. All of our APNs are in our division. All of our doctors are in our division. So we're able to work more closely together.
1: All right. And you mentioned, Dr. Woods, that you've had an, or have practiced in this in this type of case management team approach for about 20 years. So the million-dollar question, what, what is the response of patients to this model?
0: I think they love it. Um, and they do get, you know, attached, and we get attached, you know, to the patients and families. In fact, in many ways, and I've said this before, I think we become a part of their extended family. Uh, they're so familiar with us. And I, it just makes it, I think... Uh, happier clinic visit for the patients. They look forward to seeing us. We look forward to seeing them. They know who they're going to see. We kind of know their quirks. You know, we can joke with each other. And even with communication, uh, both not only with the patient, but with the parents too, You know, because they're very actively involved. It's just a, a, a easier type of communication and a higher level of trust. The other way we're able to pull this off too is we have our own clinic, as many divisions of hematology, oncology, transplant do. So all of our patients are seen in one outpatient setting, and we have the same set of clinic nurses, so there's, there's continuity there, and we have our own inpatient unit, which maybe all divisions of hematology and oncology don't have, but I think most do now, and once again, it's the same core uh, set of nurses, and so there are consistent providers throughout the continuum, inpatient, outpatient care, and when they phone in, they, they're talking to the same people.
1: And you know this this type of model this case management model what w- what you're doing at, at uh, Children's Mercy Kansas City really sounds like it could be the the standard uh of of practice for hematology oncology throughout the country are are other universities uh community hospitals are they following this t- uh type of uh model when it comes to patient care?
0: I haven't heard of too many doing it in fact sometimes when we have visiting professors or outside visitors Visitors, they marvel at what we're doing, and I think the reason that others aren't doing it, it does require increased resources. I mean, administration has to be supportive of hiring a few more docs, a few, a few more advanced practice nurses. I mean, the bottom line is important in any organization or institution, but even sacrificing, you know, RVUs or you know what may be seen seem to be the standard productivity, Uh, to do this, I would say it takes more people, more resources, and a higher investment from administration of the hospital, and maybe a not as big bottom line.
1: Right. And and with all of this that's going on in this team approach, and how successful it's been, in addition to that, you also have a pediatric hematologist-oncologist in the hospital 24-7, right? And why is that so important compared to just having somebody on call?
0: So I think it's another unique aspect for us, although I would say from my discussions nationally, most divisions of hematology, oncology, bone marrow transplant have had to do this. With the cutback in resident work hours um, and with, you know, Greater, maybe a greater emphasis on teaching and less on work product from the residents. Uh, there are subsets of patients that the residents aren't as comfortable caring for. For us, for example, bone marrow transplant patients, which are very, very complex, chemotherapy patients, general pediatric residents feel like they're not going to take care of those type of patients when they graduate, and, and they don't round on them regularly during the day. And so there were negotiations you know, with the residents and with our education department where on, they would take call on those patients at night, but they were getting increasingly uncomfortable. So we had to look at a different model, particularly with the work hours and their level of comfort at night. And so, once again, with support from administration, we said we think the best way to provide safer, highest-quality care would be to hire pediatric hematology-oncology-trained physicians to be available at night. And we just extended that this year, July 2015, where around the clock uh, there's always an attending pediatric hematologist oncologist on site in the hospital. It's safer care. It's higher quality care because they've been trained to do this. There are less handoffs. There's better communication. Once again, from a cost-efficient standpoint, it's not a moneymaker. It's uh focusing on other aspects of care, which I think is very important in pediatric oncology, hematology oncology patients.
1: All right. Well, Dr. Woods, I want to thank you for the work that you're doing, and I also want to thank you for coming on the show. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you can go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Michael Smith. Have a great day.